The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. So it looks like coronavirus is definitely being pushed again. <laughs> it's making its comeback. This was an amazing story right here. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Erica Badu. Remember her? She's like the R&B singer. Um, she was around the time of uh, early 2000s. I think she did a song with The Roots. Yeah, Erica Badu. She tests positive for COVID-19 in the left nostril. Tested negative in the right <laughs> So she must have got COVID 9.5 because she only got half of the Rona. How is that even possible? So they're pushing this entire uh, event to capitalize on this pandemic that they've scared the hell out of everybody with. Listen to this from uh, Michael Levitt. He's a Stanford professor of biophysics, Cambridge PhD. He said, uh, because they were putting out a story, the Guardian puts out a story that said, Swedish, Swedish surge in COVID cases, cases dashes immunity hopes. And then he responded by saying, COVID-19 deaths may saturate for reasons other than antibody immunity. Seems to me all that matters is burden of death, the all-cause excess death per million population. For 52 weeks now, this is 270 in Sweden. Denmark and Norway are lower at negative 50 and negative 132, but less infected. And then you see this chart where the daily deaths in Sweden, you know, they spiked up around March going into April, May, June. They kind of leveled off and then it got down to close to zero in August. And then a tiny little spike in October, November, not nearly what we saw in March of last year, but you know, the reason for doing this is a political one. And I don't even mean just politically on the American stage. You know, we have this election that's up in the air. And we know that Donald Trump had a lot of irregularities going on. People, you know, people stopped counting. They went home, went to bed, came back in the morning with, voila, brand new votes. You know, the Dominion voting machines, which we'll get into in a minute, were switching votes. And apparently Sidney Powell, the lawyer to General Michael Flynn, who is now helping Donald Trump in this situation, says she has tons of evidence. And we'll play a clip from her kind of uh, laying out the case. But this is this is all on a grander scale because there's other elements outside of the United States at play on this. And really, if you want to get a global union on the right level, you have to get all of those sovereigntists, like I like to say that I am, like Donald Trump is, you have to get them on the same page. Look at this from Vox. Joe Biden plans to label countries as climate outlaws for failing to address climate change. Who's going to be at the top of the list, according to Vox? Brazil. Why Brazil? <laughs> Why Brazil? Why not China? They're walking around in like a fog, a constant fog because of their emissions. Now, China's not involved in it because this is all about a global union. In fact, Justin Trudeau lets the cat out of the bag. 
Building back better means getting support to the most vulnerable while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Notice a couple things Soy Boy Trudeau says right there, the beta male. He first says, we got to get on the Agenda 2030 train and the pandemic gives us the greatest opportunity. Yeah, so even if there's not tons and tons of deaths and all we're doing is recording cases and upticks in cases, that gives the narrative. Remember, the, the models that started out with Imperial College were extremely overhyped because of flawed data and flawed models, flawed information. And they used that and doubled down on it to get the results that they got back in March. Now, they've done that same maneuver in a different direction. Instead of having these predictions of tons and millions of deaths, they now, after we've been through it for a while and we see that there isn't millions and millions of deaths from this thing, they flip the script and say, oh, look, cases are upticking. More cases and cases in Michigan shut down and, and Governor Blackface here in Virginia is going to close the bars at 10 p.m. because, you know, the coronavirus knows when to hang out at the bar and get people, you know, infected, I guess. You know, the virus is going to just dis disappear uh, from, you know, 6 in the morning until about 10 p.m. in the evening. I, it's all BS. But the thing to keep in mind here is they're doing this for this great reset, like he said, based off of the pandemic. And then if you notice, he said that they were going to be able to use this entire event to get them back on the pre-pandemic uh, goals that they had set and that Joe Biden's build back better was a way to get them there. The pre so they've been on this move for a long time. And one of the people that were really instrumental in being in the way was Donald Trump. So how do you get him out of the way and get Biden back in so that you can have things happen like what NBC News reported the other day? China and 14 other countries agree to set up the world's largest trading block. Oh, here it comes, gang. <laughs> China and 14 other countries agreed to set up the world's largest trading block, encompassing nearly a third of all economic activity in a deal many in Asia are hoping will hasten a recovery from the shocks of the coronavirus pandemic. The Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership, or the RCEP, was signed virtually on Sunday on the sidelines of the annual summit of the Ten Nation Association of Southeast Asian Nations. So, and let's see who these nations are. <laughs> you know, because this is the thing. They're going to form a union at some point, and then it's going to be whether or not we are comported into it. And the only way that you can do that is to Get rid of Trump, put in a pliable leader, leader in quotes, and then have him go along with destroying the economy and getting us to a place where we can match third world nations. I mean, this is why you had Obama at GDP at what? 1% for eight years. And he said, oh, 
This is the new normal. Like the pandemic, this is the new normal. And looking at the members involved in this, apart from the 10-member association of Southeast Asian nations, it includes China, Japan, South Korea, Australia, New Zealand, but not the United States. Officials said the accord leaves the door open for India, which dropped out due to fierce domestic opposition to its market opening requirements to rejoin the bloc. It is not expected to go as far as the European Union in integrating member economies, but does build on existing free trade agreements. Well, no, it'll get to that point. Here's the kicker in the article. The deal has powerful symbolic ramifications, showing that nearly four years after Trump launched his America First policy of forging trade deals with individual countries, Asia remains committed to multi-nation efforts towards freer trade that are seen as formula for future prosperity. The accord is also a coup for China, by far the biggest market in the region with more than 1.3 billion people. This, this isn't a coup. This is where, you know, uh, NBC is going to try to fill you with garbage. This is actually a way to set the stage for a global union that, you know, you get the right people in charge, America's going to go right along with it. Whether we the people like it or not, and that's what, that, that's what this entire election was about. That's what people don't realize. That is why it needs to be contested. That's why these votes need to be audited and verified because this is, the, this is going to be where we go in the future, whether we stay as a sovereign nation or whether we give it up to Biden, who we're going to get involved in the Great Reset and then we're not going to have another election. There will be no election in four years. I know that sounds hyperbolic and scare tactics and conspiracy theory, but if we are allowing them to take the vote whenever they want, who's to say they're not going to take the Georgia runoffs for the Senate? Who's to say they're not going to take the midterms? And then who's to say by that point, they haven't already put us into the great reset that Justin Trudeau has talked about, that we talked about on this show. So I... I think we need to look at a couple things. We, we need to look at what was behind some of these voting irregularities and how they, how they fit in to the opposition, Joe Biden and them. Because there's an interesting, interesting thing that's happening. So you have this voting system, Dominion voting system. It's actually made out of Canada, the, the company that makes it out of Canada, right? Hmm, I wonder if Justin Trudeau won his re-election with Dominion voting systems. Oh, they also share the same office building as the Tides Foundation. I'm sure, you know, they never run into each other in the hallway or anything. This is from Rising Serpent. Peter Neffinger, chairman of the board of Smartmatic, is on Joe Biden's DHS transition team. Now, what is Smartmatic? It was founded by three Venezuelan engineers and incorporated in Delaware. Smartmatic purchased voting systems and Sequoia was eventually acquired by Dominion. Turnout figures in Venezuela's Constitutional Assembly election were manipulated by at least one million votes, according to Smartmatic, a company which worked with Venezuela since 2004 on its voting systems. Quote, our automated election system is designed to make it evident 
when results are manipulated. However, there must be people auditing the system and watching for that evidence. During the national elections, there were no auditors from the opposition parties. Well, they wouldn't even allow GOP auditors and vote counters in the building. And then they boarded it up when they decided to really get into the thick of the, of the counting. But never mind that. That's all copacetic. So the guy from Smartmatic, his CEO, is now on the Biden transition team. Who'd have thunk it? So let's listen to Sidney Powell break down what's going on with the Dominion voting system. Evidence of fraud to launch a massive criminal investigation. Cindy, thanks very much for being here. We appreciate your time this morning. I want to get right into it. We just heard about the software uh, made by Smartmatic from Rudy, and I want to get your take on what you report, what you and I spoke about just a few minutes ago, and that is a gentleman named Peter Neffinger. Tell me how he fits into all of this. Yes, well, he is listed as its former Admiral Peter Neffinger, or retired Admiral Peter Neffinger. He is president and on the board of directors of Smartmatic. And it just so happens he's on uh, Mr. Biden's presidential transition team that's going to be non-existent because we're fixing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. And President Trump won by not just hundreds of thousands of votes, but by millions of votes that were shifted by this software that was designed expressly for that purpose. We have sworn witness testimony of why the software was designed. It was designed to rig elections. He was fully briefed on it. He saw it happen in other countries. It was exported internationally for profit by the people that are behind Smartmatic and Dominion. They did this on purpose. It was calculated. They've done it before. We have evidence from 2016 in California. We have so much evidence. I feel like it's coming in through a fire hose. Wow. So, Sydney, uh, you feel that you will be able to prove this. Do you have the software in your possession? Do you have the hardware in your possession? How will you prove this, Sydney? Well, I've got lots of ways to prove it, Maria, but I'm not going to tell on national TV what all we have. I just can't do that. Yeah, so now we're hearing that Venezuela is involved, Venezuelan money. We also have counts, vote counts going over to Frankfurt and also into Germany and uh, then coming back to us by a Canadian company. So basically... Anything American was left out of this voting system, and it's used in 28 freaking states. So there's another portion of this that's interesting. There was a raid on a company called Skydal. The server facility in Frankfurt, Germany, was raided to recover extremely compelling data involving vote switching. And actually, here's a clip of Louis Gohmert, Representative Louis Gohmert, talking about this in a, in a Zoom meeting. I share one more thing. Um Sunday, I had uh, information from some of our, our former Intel people that there was extremely compelling evidence that could be gleaned from CYTL, that's S-C-Y-T-L. That's a company headquartered in Barcelona, Spain, that was responsible for aggregating all of our all the information from all the machines and whatnot. Uh, 
but now the main headquarters had moved to Frankfurt. You know Frankfurt, where Merkel um, in Germany has said the day after the election that Trump needed to go ahead and concede. Well, uh, they're going through bankruptcy, but they that information as to how many votes were switched from Republican for Democrat would have been easily established from the information that Seidel gathered and you know how what were the votes going in and which ones were changed going out and he said can you send me exactly the information we need to gather and so i got that information and sent it in the wee hours uh, uh monday morning and before he would have had a chance to uh, make a request to get any of that information uh, it turns out that I don't know the truth. I know that there was a German tweet in German saying that on Monday, uh, U.S. Army forces went into Seidel and grabbed their server. There's some that believe this is the U.S. intelligence that manipulated all this in order to cover their own rear ends. But it's a little disturbing to, to just contemplate how corrupt the government has gotten with the whole Russia hoax, the framing of Mike Flynn, and so many, so many others, Carter Page, Papadopoulos. So this is a desperate time for our country. So here's the interesting part, and I said this myself. Who, what is Skydal? It is a Spanish company counting U.S. votes in Germany. Um, this is interesting here. Why 2020 U.S. election votes were counted by a bankrupt Spanish company, Skydal? This is back um, November 13th. Days after it was revealed how 2020 U.S. elections were rigged by a Canadian Crown agent, Dominion Voting Systems, through the so-called glitch, Great Game India, hat tip to them, has found involvement of another dubious foreign company in the U.S. election meddling. The votes cast by Americans were counted by a bankrupt Spanish company, Skydal in Spain. Like Dominion Voting Systems, Skydal has a long history of election fraud in various nations, including injecting backdoors in its election software. The issue has promoted experts to questions why the sensitive job of counting votes was outsourced to a foreign company. Um, I don't know. How could a bankrupted Spanish company count American votes in Spain? Due to such widespread fraud, the chairman of the U.S. Federal Election Commission trade trainer believes that the u.s uh, elections is Ill- illegitimate for this year skydal's involvement um goes pretty back pretty far back back in even 2017 they talked about it it was founded this is from forbes in 2001 skydal organized 12 statewide implementations and its technologies were used by another 980 u.s jurisdictions in 28 states during the 2016 election Specializing in online voting and election solutions, the company's products include online voter registration services, poll worker management, and electronic ballot delivery. Its online voting services employ end-to-end encryption, vote return cords, and bulletin board audit systems. Skydal's customers include France's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the European Green Party, the Parliament of the European Union, and the Swiss Canton of Fringborg. In January 2012, the company bought SOE Software. Skydal also holds more than 40 patents and patent applications. In 2008, the company became the first online voting company to receive certification from the Florida Department of State. 
Hmm. And so they went bankrupt back in June. And the company filed for bankruptcy as part of a broader analysis of security vulnerabilities associated with digital voting. So then on May 11th, facing debts of over 75 million euro, Skydal initiated bankrupt proceedings with a view to sell its business to the U.S. investment fund Santon Capital. On June 2nd, 2020, the Spanish court declared Skydal bankrupt and started the process of auctioning off its assets. And now Louis Gohmert was basically saying some military raid of that office, the bankrupt Skydal, um, happened and servers were taken out. Now, some have said, I saw this on a, a screenshot of a One American News report, said, report, seized Skydal data shows landslide win for President Trump. And apparently it was Louis Gohmert again saying whatever information that was recovered from Skydal's offices and servers showed that Trump actually won with 410 electoral college points. Now, I can't verify that. <laughs> that would be amazing if that's the case. But I do know that people have to realize this, this outrage towards Dominion voting systems and uh, Smartomatic uh, software and Skydal counting and, and uh, Barcelona and Spain and what have you, this isn't new. It has a history. <laughs> In fact, it's even... Bipartisan in outrage. Last year, this is from the Washington Times, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts led three other Democrat lawmakers in warning that Dominion Voting Systems and two other voting technology firms were trouble-plagued and prone to security problems. The letters demanding answers from the companies were also signed by Senator Amy Klobuchar and Ron Wyden of Oregon. Um... Dominion's corporate origins trace back to Smartomatic, a voting technology company established in 2000 that had ties to Hugo Chavez. It's amazing that we actually used equipment that was used by Hugo Chavez. Continuing from Washington Times, Smartomatic was founded by three Venezuelan engineers and incorporated in Delaware with headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida. By 2004, the company had vastly expanded and bought Bizta, an electronic voting company in which Smartomatic and the Venezuelan government both own large stakes. In 2005, Smartomatic bought Sequoia. Now, we were talking about Sequoia being uh, bought out eventually by Smartomatic and I think Dominion. Sequoia, one of the top U.S. companies producing automated voting systems. U.S. officials began to take notice. Now, here's an interesting little tidbit. When you get into what happened with the company, <laughs> while under review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., Smartomatic in 2006 sold Sequoia to who? Bain Capital. That's right. Senator Mitt Romney. <laughs> Bain Capital. Maybe that's why old Mittens has got his hands in everything all the time. You know, we happen to see him show up from time to time. Uh, one of his campaign aides was somehow connected to, uh, I want to say Fusion GPS, maybe something like that. But we have to realize that they have to eliminate the sovereigntists. That's why they're going after the leader of Brazil. That's why they're going after Trump. They have to, what, what they wanted to do is they wanted to gaslight the entire nation into, uh, into a result that was based off of fabrication you know, jack up the votes here, 
drop in some votes there. Suddenly, you got the media calling the election for you. The pressure comes down by the party on the, on the right, the never-Trumpers and what have you, and they think Trump concedes, and then this whole thing's done, and then they don't even have to certify the votes at that point. But no, they don't realize who they're dealing with. And that's, that's the issue here, is Sidney Powell's on the case. Lynn Wood, this guy, is a monster. He's on the case. He's looking at Georgia. And they just found 2,600 votes. 1,900 of those being for Trump in one county in Georgia. So, again, lots of discrepancies. This thing is hardly over. But we have to realize why it's happening. I mean, look at this. First, you want to talk about the kickbacks. Apparently, like Sidney Powell said, the governor of Georgia and also the uh, secretary of state of Georgia got some sort of kickbacks in picking up the Dominion voting system. In fact, Lynn Wood (laughs) tweeted about it and said, Here's a suggested course of action for Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. One, order a special session of Georgia legislature. Two, resign. Three, admit guilt. Four, go to prison. Five, ask for cell near Georgia Secretary of State. Accountability for wrongdoing is called justice. That's pretty awesome. But there's other people that were involved in these kind of financial kickback schemes. From the Gateway Pundit, former Dominion project manager helped execute a $25 million contract with the state of uh, Michigan while working as the Democrat mayor at the same time. Mayor Kelly Garrett, proud former deputy director of the Michigan Democratic Party, Michigan Governor Whitmer, thought so much of Garrett that she appointed her to the Commission on Community Action and Economic Opportunity. Well... (laughs) At the same time that Kelly Garrett was acting mayor of Lothrop Village, she was also working as a full-time project manager, customer relations manager for who? Dominion Voting Systems. Yeah, all right. Now you also have another interesting angle. Another Gateway Pundit finding. Anti-Trump Dominion Voting Systems security chief was participating in Antifa calls, posted Antifa manifesto letters, to Trump online. In 2010, Eric Coomer joined Dominion as vice president of U.S. engineering. According to his bio, Coomer graduated from the University of California, Berkeley with a Ph.D. in nuclear physics. Eric Coomer was later promoted to voting systems officer of strategy and security, although Coomer has since been removed from Dominion uh, as part of the board of directors. In a stunning interview conducted by Michelle Malkin, Joel Altman, FEC, Faith Education Commerce, United founder, reveals how he infiltrated Antifa and how during a conversation with Antifa members, he discovered Eric from Dominion was part of the chat during the week of September 27, 2020. Altman explained that Eric was telling the Antifa members they needed to keep up the pressure. When one one caller asked, who's Eric? Someone answered, Eric, he's the Dominion guy. Ottoman said that the uh, conversation continued. Someone said, what are we going to do if effing Trump wins? Ottoman paraphrased how Eric, the Dominion guy, uh, responded, said, quote, don't worry about the election. Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. So this is all a part of delegitimizing Trump's chances, even though they couldn't even keep up, obviously, what Sidney Powell said they couldn't even keep up with the uh, <laughs> with the amount 
of actual votes to where they had to flip the algorithm around because it didn't calculate for enough fraudulent votes and they had to shut everything down. That's why they all turned in for the evening and went to bed in the middle of counting. That's like, you know, a tax guy going, yeah, I'm going to call it and call it a day. I'm going to take the day off on April 15th. Um, but this is what they need to do. Like Justin Trudeau said, they need to exploit the pandemic. They need to remove Trump and any other sovereigntist, not nationalist, get that through your head, any other sovereigntist that cares about their country so that they can get things on a global union scale. Then they have to wreck the Western world. They have to wreck the United States economy again because Trump brought it up so strong that there's no way that we would jump into a global union. And then they have to get back to destroying the Middle East. They're not happy about the fact that Trump has those uh, Middle East deals, making peace in the Middle East. I mean, they're not happy about that stuff. So they have to sow division in the Middle East. And Trump was getting us out of a lot of wars now. You know me about Syria. If you've listened to this program more than just this year, you know I had a pretty, pretty... uh, pretty high skepticism and curiosity for what was going on in Syria before Trump was even in office. I did this under Obama. And I wanted to know what the heck was the reason why we were even there. We're helping Al-Qaeda and nothing made sense. And so I went through and I found that the gassing of the citizens of Syria wasn't Assad, but it was blamed on Assad. John Kerry When he was head of the State Department after Hillary Clinton, when they were trying to flip regimes in Ukraine and across the Middle East and Egypt and what have you, send that over to the Muslim Brotherhood, he was meeting with Assad. I think he was probably meeting with them to try to broker some deal. And Assad said, no, I ain't doing that. And some sort of global union deal. Well, gets pretty interesting when you find out You know, we started pulling troops out of Syria. The Syrian Kurds are mad. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We betrayed the Syrian Kurds. The Syrian Kurds who basically house the the Middle Eastern version of Antifa, who Antifa individuals from the United States are being trained over the day. But we, you know, we turned our backs on the Syrian Kurds. How could we? Well, apparently we didn't even remove the right amount of troops. Look at look at this. I'm serious. Outgoing Syria envoy admits hiding U.S. troop numbers praises Trump's Middle East record. This guy, basically, four years after signing the now infamous Never Trump letter condemning then-president candidate Donald Trump as a danger to America, retiring diplomat Jim Jeffrey is recommending that the incoming Biden administration stick with Trump's foreign policy in the Middle East. But even as he praises president's support of what he describes as a successful real politic approach to the region, he acknowledges that his team routinely misled senior leaders about troop levels in Syria. We were always playing shell games to not make it clear to our leadership how many troops were there, Jeffrey said in an interview. The actual number of troops in northern, uh, northeast Syria is a lot more than roughly 200 troops Trump initially agreed to leave back there in 2019. So this guy lied to the president about the number of troops we have in Syria because they need to destroy Syria. They have to, they have to oust Assad. And if you notice, it's really kind of been drawn down, not, not nearly to the level it was when Obama was in office, and they kind of kept it going with the deep state that they've set into motion when Trump was in office, and then that kind of di- uh, dissipated. But for them to do a global union, 
they have to uh, destroy the Middle East. And then on top of that, we go back to the fact that the Venezuelans were using their, their tech for voting. Remember who they're aligned with? Iran. Iran was buying Venezuelan oil because Venezuela, they can't even, they can't even uh, uh, refine their oil. They're sitting on gold mines of, of raw crude because they didn't spend the money during the Chavez prosperity years of refining their oil systems. They just let it go to crap because they were spending the money like hookers in a, you know, or uh, uh, sailors in a, in a strip club, blowing money all over the place. And then when the, their economy crashed, they had to outsource the oil refiner, refining to other places, and Iran was buying that oil. Would Iran have a vested interest in making sure that Donald Trump's election was basically stolen? I would think so. And remember, the other countries involved, like we said, Australia and that deal with, with uh, China, the big trade group that they're having, New Zealand. Remember uh, France and Spain involved, and Germany involved in the counting of our, our votes through, the, through that little Dominion Smartomatic uh, Skydal loop? They're all in on spying on Donald Trump, helping the CIA spy with FISA warrants. It's all coming together. But we have to realize there's got to be some sort of stand against this great reset that's coming because they want the United Nations of Davos. And we want to keep American sovereignty. And we have to fight to keep that. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart. Uh, Overcast. You can also check out the blog, adrianslateshow.com, and donate anchor.fm slash adrianslate. We'll see you guys.